No, he Love Talk Radio. Sean, Sean, can you hear me now? Hold on, hold on, Mike. Mike, hold on. Lucky, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, he was talking. Let me hear you. Okay, Lucky, you got to make sure you're speaking into the mic because let me hear you, Sean. Hello, this is Sean Rayford. Now you're much better. Lucky, let me hear you. Hey, this is Lucky Witherspoon. All right, okay. All right, now we can go, Mike. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Good evening, everybody. My name is Jay King. Good morning, good afternoon, good whatever it is. Make it good for you. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. And we got a good one for you today. Today we're going to talk about being independent, what it takes to be independent um, as a recording artist, as a, a, a songwriter, as a, uh, a, a, a writer of, of books, of movies and films, just being independent, what it takes to, uh, to carry that mantle and the kind of work, the kind of commitment it takes. My name is Jay King. I'm the president and CEO of the California Black Chamber of Commerce. I'm the creator and leader of the group Club Nouveau. I am the president. Did I say I'm the president already, Mike? I did that, huh? Let me do that one more time. Nope, not yet. I did not say that. What did I say? I did say I'm the president and CEO of the California Black Chamber. Isn't that the first thing I said? Oh, yeah, you did. Okay, so let's start all over. Okay. Um, my name is Jay King. I'm the president and CEO of the California Black Chamber of Commerce. I am the leader and creator of the group Club Nouveau. I am a uh, radio show host at 97.5 FM KDEE in Sacramento. I also do a morning podcast called Kings in the Morning from 8 to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Monday through Friday on thejkingnetwork.com. You can always also catch me on my Facebook page, J-A-Y-K-I-N-G, the number three, all bunched together. I'm on live from 8 to 10 a.m. And tonight or today or this morning, whenever you're listening to me, I do this show on KBLA Talk 1580 in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm proud to do this, this show on this particular radio station because it is owned by Tavis Smiley, who was a giant uh, when it comes to intellect and hosting of radio shows and different subjects as it relates to the African-American community. Today I have a great show for you. I'm going to have Joe Levy, Lucky Witherspoon, and Sean Rayford on with me. The cool part about this is starting in 2024, the four of us will be going on a tour doing dates in California between eight and 12 dates we're working it out now. Starting on March 23rd, we start in Sacramento, and then we'll be announcing dates after that. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Mike. We'll be announcing dates after that as we go, and uh, we're doing it as a partnership. We're all putting um, money on the wood. We're all supporting uh, our shows together as a partnership, taking our audiences and leveraging them 
to help one another versus going out and doing shows individually. And being independent requires you to have a real plan and a real direction. It requires you to want to build your own ecosystem and to, uh, and to understand what building an ecosystem really means. But it also requires you to be in partnership or business with people who think like you and who have the same type of work ethic. And the three gentlemen that I will be touring with, uh, I believe, possess those things. And uh, so we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about um, just asking yourselves questions like, how big do I really want to be? You know, uh, we look at the industry and we, we see people and we, um, we see them crash and burn, for lack of a better word, uh, and we wonder what happened to them. How did they get caught up? Sometimes you can get bigger than you want to be or than you're prepared to be or um, take on a responsibility larger than you expect. And so being independent means that you're out here a lot of times on your own, that you have to believe in you more than anybody else, and uh, every dollar counts. As a matter of fact, every dime counts when you're independent. And the, the three guys that I have on with me are going to discuss just that. So first I want to say to um, Lucky Witherspoon, Joe Levy, Sean Rayford, thank you guys for taking out time to have this conversation. How are you doing? I'll start with Lucky. How are you doing, Lucky? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, Sean, how are you, sir? Man, I am doing amazing. I'm grateful for being on here, Jay. Joe Levy, how are you? Outstanding, brother. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here with you with Lucky. Of course. So I'm going to start with Lucky first, because Lucky, of the three artists, you are probably uh, the, uh, the youngest as far as starting to put out your own music. You know, um, you, you didn't start putting out music until maybe a year or two ago. And um, putting out your music from the beginning, from when you first put out your first single to today, what has the experience been like? Tell me some of the highs and lows of it. Well, I think the most important part uh, for me was just to, let some of the music go. Uh, there's there's a artist friend of mine that has said to me that um, just writing and and singing and producing is my art form, and and that has been enough for me. But he also said it wasn't good enough, so that I needed to take the take the art that I created and get it out to people who you know who want to, who want to hear it. So for me, just starting the process um, was already a big victory. And I got a little bit comfortable there, and um, and now I know that there are some other steps to take to uh, to get other people to hear the music. Now that I know, you know that it's uh, that it's working for people. Yeah, Sean Rayford, you waited till you were fifty, what fifty five, fifty six years old to put out your first album. Tell me, what has been your experience, highs and lows of it, lessons you've learned, um, and and why why. At this age, after you're a successful businessman, why become an independent artist? 
<laughs> I'll give you the highs and the lows. The highest was actually uh, doing the CD. Uh, the lows were uh, getting the courage to get up there, you know, to to to, to do and and do it at the age of fifty five. You know, I'm I'm. I tell everybody, I think I'm just getting started in, in the, the next chapter of my life, you know. Um, uh, so what I'm going to do, you know, now, you know, with regard to this, this music is just try to take it as far as I can. And what was the last question, Jay, you hit, you hit me with? Why why an independent artist? You're a successful business guy. Why, why spend all your money on being an independent artist? <laughs> well, I always wanted to do something in music if I could have. You know, my cousins uh, were the ones that were musically inclined, my sisters, uncles, aunts. And when I had the opportunity, you know, I started playing. I was going through a little bit of uh, uh, some turmoil. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm muted the wrong person. Go ahead. Do it again. I'm sorry. So, um, man. I got me. You said you started. Wants... Go ahead. No, go Mr. ahead. You were, said, you were saying you said you started. Um, you were saying you given said you started something, but I, I accidentally muted you. I was trying to mute Joe. So, so say I started. Go from I started. Okay. Well, I, I, I you know, when I started uh, doing this, uh, you know, I had no idea what to do, where to go, you know, anything like that. But I just. I got blessed, man. I, I hit up every producer I could think of, and nobody took me until uh, DOA called me, and, and, and he texted me, actually. And from there, we've been just doing this journey. All right. And Joe Levy, last but not least, Joe, you're the guy that I first worked with in Sacramento because you used to listen to a show that I did on Blog Talk Radio called The Music Business, The Way I See It. And one day you sent me a song, which was I Heart You, and uh, you are 50 years old, I believe, and uh, and I told you that you should um, – I asked you who was singing the song, and you were trying to sell the song. And I said, who's singing it? You said, I am. And I said, why, why don't you sing the song? And then you said, because I'm 50, I, I think I'm too old. And I believe I cursed you out the first time we talked. Did I? <laughs> you did indeed. <laughs> and so here yes, you, you are, 10 years later, still making music. What was it about, what, what has it been about the independent process that keeps you coming back? Because you're on your second album now. Well, I tell you, um, Getting the first one done and working with um, with Joe Archie and Derek Allen and yourself and others that contributed, um, Larry Dunn and you know I just had an amazing group of uh, very accomplished people pour into me, um, Jimmy and uh, Jimmy and his wife uh, were you know Morris um, they they contributed. Um, and just the album came together so well. You helped me put the songs in order, and you really uh, mentored me on making the first album, you know, great. Um, we got a lot of independent accolades on that first album. And uh, I just, you know, after that, man, you just start, you know, the bug hit me, and I just really wanted to write. And then, you know, hooking up with Lucky and and um, and working with him, who I think is, is one of the most brilliant artists we have, period. Um, his music is amazing. 
and he's an amazing writer. He's written for me and, and so many others. And uh, to see him blossom is just beautiful. But for me, it's just been uh, enjoyable to to take the creations that come to mind and be able to bring them to life and learning from the likes of Derek and Joe Archie and Ivan Johnson and, and uh, you know, Sheku Bunch and, and Herb Middleton and some of the other producers that I've had a chance to work with, Lou Lang, and bring these songs uh, to life. And uh, we've had some some really great independent accolades placed on us, and it feels good to be where we are right now with the second album uh, getting done and working on the third. If you had to talk about, if you had to, if you had to name your weakness as it relates to being an independent artist, what would you say your weakness is? Patience. Um, you know, you get impatient a lot of times. Um, and then my biggest problem, my biggest weakness outside of being impatient is um, being unknowledgeable, being ignorant to a lot of things. When you don't know a lot of things, you know, you make a lot of mistakes. And um, you have to learn from your mistakes. <clears throat> and that's fine when you're young. <laughs> but when you're older, they, they sting a little harder uh, because you don't have a whole lot of time, you know, <laughs> to, to, to keep going over the same kind of things. So I think if there's anything that uh, that that's my biggest weakness is being impatient, and uh, and then having to you know make the kinds of mistakes that I probably should have made you know 20 30 years ago in this business. Lucky Witherspoon, if you had to talk about um, your weakness, what would you say your weakness is as it relates to being an independent artist? Uh, I I would say that my weakness is is not having uh, enough information as to to what uh, the steps, what steps to take uh, with regard to putting the music out, to having the music reach people, um, to, um, to, you know, to, to doing shows, to, to getting, the, getting the product out there. You know, writing the songs seems to be easy for me, performing them, singing live seems to, be, seems to work easily for me, but I'm just learning the process of, of getting the music out to the people and um, and so that so that they, that they can hear it. Okay, great. That's a great answer there. What about you, um, Sean Rayford? Uh, uh, same question to you. I think I'm I'm along with Joe when it comes to it. Mine is patience right now because I have been moving. You know, since we did the CD back in in 2020 during COVID, um, but finding out who to talk to, uh, who to go through, you know, and, and, you know, when it comes to getting your music on the radio, you got to go through radio promoters. Who's the right radio promoter? This promoter doesn't do jazz, or, you know, and, and it's the, the patience to, to, you know, the woo saw and say, okay, okay, I, I messed up there. Let me try this, you know, and I'm, I think mine is patience right now. I've listened to, most independent artists, uh, what, what happens to them is what happened to these guys right here, and that is um, lack of knowledge, uh, patience, information, all that stuff. We're going to talk about all of it. I'm going to get you a little bit of all of it before we get out of here. We're going to take a break right here. The song you're about to hear is from Lucky Witherspoon. This is an incredible record. Uh, and uh, what's the name of the song again, Lucky? 
Which one? Twenty. Uh, love, love to give. give. I'd love to give. Love yeah. To give, yeah. Uh, it's an incredible song. Song called Love to Give. It comes out in January of twenty-four. And uh, remember the name Lucky Witherspoon because you're gonna be hearing from this guy. You're gonna remember that you heard about him first on this show, the Jay King Show on KVLA Talk fifteen eighty. We'll be right back. How was that, Mike? Good, really good. Okay. Um, how many minutes I have on this section? You are going to have. Give me a second. Hey, let me tell you guys. I I don't I don't um I can't respond to you guys during the show, but what happens is at the end of the show, you guys can ask questions, make statements. I read all that stuff, and Mike will put it in. Um, at the at the end of the show, our show is longer when we do it um, on iHeartRadio. So you have to go to iHeartRadio, download the iHeartRadio app, and then search for the Jay King Show and follow me there, and you can hear all my shows. And uh, so this show is only an hour long on KBLA, so it's only about 48 minutes. But um, so you'll hear the extended version of the show on iHeartRadio. But if, but if you guys are asking me questions or saying hey to me and I don't speak to you, I'm not ignoring you. I can't talk during the broadcast because Mike has to edit the show. Johnny Davis is not the afternoon. It's, it's at night, just to FYI. And, and I know you're in Spokane, Washington, so I know it's darker there than it is here. Unless your wife got you tied up in a room somewhere and you can't leave the house and she's <laughs> making you. <laughs> All right. Okay, 10 minutes. Okay. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King, and we're talking about being independent, being an independent artist. The excitement of it, the stress of it, the impatience of it, all of it, and what it takes to be an independent artist. And I have three guys that are independent artists that um, have their own labels, doing their own thing. Joe Levy, if you're in the Sacramento area, Northern California, or if you're up on uh, what's happening on stations like Soul Tracks, then you know who Joe Levy is because Joe Levy is a staple over um, on Soul Tracks. He, I believe he um, is up for Artist of the Year and Album of the Year, uh, Male Artist of the Year and Album of the Year on Soul Tracks. Sean Rayford, also uh, a great saxophonist out of Sacramento who uh, is making a name for himself, didn't come out until he was 55 years old. And then Lucky Witherspoon. Lucky Witherspoon has a son, Keller Witherspoon, who plays football, who's a professional football player with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Lucky himself could have and should have been a professional football player. He is built like the Incredible Hulk. And uh, so he's the dude that you, you know how people run on stage and, you know, try to tackle the artist? Well, that ain't going to happen. In his case, they're going to make sure to stay away from the stage. Uh, but uh, these are the guys that I have on the show today. We are going to be doing dates starting in um, March of uh, 2024, March 23rd uh, at the McCullen Center at the um, Office Club. We will be there. And um, so, let, so you guys, what's interesting is, so I don't know who's, hold on, Mike, my bad. One of you guys is making noise. So if you guys are moving, 
Put yourself on mute until you're speaking, but we can hear all the little noise you make. So put yourself on mute until, until you hear me ask you a question so I can keep your mics open. Okay, thank you. All right. All right, Mike, I'm back. So if you noticed, uh, each of the guys in their own way said it was the lack of knowledge, not being knowledgeable in the independent music business. And if you're going to be successful in this business, you have to have at least a peripheral understanding of all aspects of the music business as a songwriter, as a producer, as an artist, as a label, in marketing, in promotions, you have, in publicity. You have to have somewhat of a semblance. And the beautiful thing is that you're in a world now where it's easy to know these things because you have Google and you have technology that can help you maneuver through these things. So if it's something that you don't know, then go find that information. But when it comes to patience, it's like the stock market. I remember when I first got into the stock market, everything was moving so fast for me. If something happened that I didn't take advantage of, I felt like I lost. What I realized after being in the market for a while was that you never lose. You don't have to worry about it because it's always going to come back around. So patience is something that you have to learn. And more than patience, uh, emotional intelligence. So a lot of artists, they want it to happen right now. And unfortunately, or fortunately, it doesn't happen right now. I say unfortunately and fortunately. Unfortunately, because, of course, we want to have our hit record happen for us you know, in a nanosecond. But fortunately, you get a chance to learn some things. And so um, I know you said patience, Joe, and I know you said the same thing, uh, Sean Rayford, but let me ask both of you. Because you guys have been impatient, I want to tell me a big mistake you might have made. Joe, I'm going to go with you first and then Sean Rayford. Okay. Um, one of the biggest mistakes I made was chasing radio with the wrong people. Um, spent a lot of money um, chasing radio uh, in the States with the wrong individuals. And there are a lot of people that say this, that, and the other, but it really pays to do your diligence, know who the real people are, which I do know now, and then set aside a budget that will allow you to to approach that because it's no joke. If you really do want to make it to mainstream, you have to have a mainstream budget. And so that requires a lot of work. Um, it requires resources and you have to really plan and dedicate yourself to, to achieving that end. Um, so that was something that I wish I had, you know, a do over because with all the money I spent, you know, I could have probably saved that money and went and paid, you know, someone with the actual credentials and have gotten what I needed to get a lot sooner. So what, what Joe is saying is he spent a little money 
with a lot of people. And if he had taken that little money that he spent with a lot of people and just stacked it up and let it be a lot of money with one person that specializes in that particular type of radio, he would have gotten more bang for his buck and probably would have had a more uh, solid foundation to grow from. Sean Rayford, tell me a big mistake that you made. I think the biggest mistake that I made was Okay, the first radio of all, promoter. Sean, you, I don't know what you did. Sean, you got you, you back yeah. on a raggedy phone for me again. I need you to... I need you to, to, to really speak into that microphone because we got to be able to hear you, okay? How about now? Is that better? Is that better, Mike? That's Is good. that better? That's good, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, to me, I think the, the, the thing that I did wrong was uh, the radio promoter. Uh, I was like, Joe, I, I paid one guy a lot of money, and he was not the guy that actually knew how to get me onto the smooth jazz chart. He he had worked with other artists, but he didn't know what he was doing, and I just took him because he was the first name that came up when we were Googling. But I lost a lot of money uh, with him. And... Again, you guys, just because you Google somebody and a name comes up, that's why it's important that if you're an independent artist, that before, you know, this is where you have to get emotional intelligence because your patience or lack thereof will bark you up the wrong tree. Now, Sean Rayford had enough money to lose a lot of money. Most independent artists don't. Sean Rayford can go load back up again because he has a business that can fund what he's doing. Most independent artists don't have that. So you have to make sure that what you don't know, that, you know, you start reading. If somebody tells you about somebody who's really this superstar radio guy, get a resume on him. Find out what records he's worked. And then research those artists and see if it was real, because anybody can throw a name out. Uh, you said um, – Lucky, you said uh, the steps to take, how to reach people, uh, learning the process. What, did you, what have you done differently to, to fix some of those things that you weren't so talented in in the beginning, you know, like um, the, the steps to take, how you're going to reach people and, and stuff like that? First of all, I've been asking, you know, asking people with the information. Uh, you know, uh, I, I speak to you a lot about it. Uh, other talented people that are around this, you know, this beautiful group of musicians and businessmen that are around. around. So asking questions has been number one. Um, and then taking action, moving, you know, putting, putting music out, um, uh, social media more than I have before. And, um, and, uh, just letting letting the music speak for itself, but by sharing it, that's one of the steps that I that I you know just haven't been doing. Now the next step is finding out how to uh, share it with a broader reach. All right, that's Lucky Witherspoon. You're listening to the voice of Lucky Witherspoon, Sean Rayford, Joe Levy. These are all independent artists in different phases of their careers. They're just starting. Each of these men are over 50 years old. 
So there's no limit to what you can do and when you can do it, especially in the world we live in today. When I come back, we're going to talk about radio. How important is radio? How do you get to radio? And how do you start a career from scratch? How do you start an independent career and turn it into something that's tangible? My name is Jay King. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KVLA Talk 1580. We'll be right back. Wonderful. How many minutes do I have on this one? Okay. Um, hey, um, Grace, I'm glad Danielle is tuned in. You guys will be able to talk to me and ask questions after we do the meat of the show. And then, and then Mike will take some of the questions. If you guys have questions, you can type them in the chat room. Once we're done, when you hear me, um, I'm at, I do two four-minute segments. When we're there, that's it. Then you guys can ask any question you like, and then I'll answer them, and, and we'll, we'll go from there. So, um, Mike, how many minutes do I have on this one? We have uh, nine minutes here. Okay, nine minutes. All right, great. You ready? Yep, here we go. It's the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King. I have some incredible artists on with me today. I hope you guys Google them. Go um, find their music, Lucky Witherspoon, incredible music, Sean Rayford, a man with a horn, Incredible music. Joe Levy uh, uh, and has two albums. I don't know if Joe has put a second album up because he's so hard-headed that he does it the way he wants to do it instead of the way I tell him to do it. And so um, he shoots himself in the foot a lot. But I can tell you guys that because I tell him to his face all the time. And, um, but being an independent artist requires a commitment. And um, you have to ask yourself, What's your commitment? The reason why I have these three gentlemen on is because as hard as I am on them, and they'll all tell you that they probably cuss at me um, at different times um, to themselves because I am hard on them because I see how great they are. These are three guys that I believe have access to greatness, and, and, but it requires them to, number one, make a commitment and then um, know that commitment, and then have a real plan and direction, and then follow that plan and that direction, and then recognize that they're building their own ecosystem. And this is the world we live in where you can literally build your own ecosystem, not needing tens of thousands hundreds of thousands or even millions of people, just with a couple of thousand people, you could create an ecosystem that will um, bring you enough success that you can make a living as an independent artist. As an artist, you have to learn how to create your own hype. You have to learn how to use social media to, uh, to your advantage. And, and, then, and you have to have no shame. And that means that you have to be willing to do it all, even calling your cousins, your uncles, your aunties, your best friends, whatever, and saying, you know what, I, w- I want to create a house party tour and just go to your friends' houses and perform and, and, and build up your money t- and till 
you have a real audience. And when you do those types of things and you do them on a consistent basis, that's how you build a fan base that stays with you. Now, I want to answer the question, how important is radio? Radio is going to be one of the most important things that happens to an independent artist of this this magnitude. Not all artists need or should start at radio. So you don't have to. You can literally uh, start small. But Joe Levy introduced me to a site called musicsubmit.com. And I was able for $200 to upload my music to over 300 radio stations. And some of them played it, some of them didn't, but they all responded. And so there are different tools out there that you can use. Music Submit is one of them. Another thing you all should do as artists that are independent artists is once you are putting your music out, go to soundexchange.com and register your music because you'll get money from digital plays, whether it's streaming or playing on different platforms. You'll get a royalty check just like you would from CSAC, BMI, or ASCAP as a songwriter. Radio is the great differentiator. Now, I sit in two different spaces. As Jay King, the solo artist, um, I'm not going to get mainstream radio because my music is more um, uh, laid back. It's like a bossa nova jazz. And so I have to figure out my lane. How do I fit in? Because with, with Sean Rayford and I, we play the same kind of music except for I have vocals. Sean Rayford is an instrumentalist. So smooth jazz caters to him, not to me. It's more difficult for me to get on smooth jazz radio than Sean Rayford because I have vocals. So what did I do? I started making instrumentals to my songs. So I may not get on smooth jazz radio as a vocalist, but I will as an instrumentalist where I'll find a saxophone player or piano player to, to do my music, and then I'll get in front of an audience and do vocals with instruments. And that's the way that I'm going to break in. Radio becomes important to smooth jazz artists because uh, it's a great way to get in front of a lot of people. Now, I also sing in a group, Club Nouveau. And radio for me, for Club Nouveau, is expensive. It's in the tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars. So why would I spend money on radio for Club Nouveau when this group is over 36 years old? Well, it's because if I get a good enough record that, uh, that can break through and become a top 10, top 15 record, it makes my fee go up. So my fee might go up anywhere from... 25 to 60% more than what I'm making right now, and that's where it will sit moving forward. So for me, it makes sense for me to spend the money, whether it's $50,000 or $100,000, because it builds my fee and it continues to build my fee. You have to have a plan and a real direction and a commitment to what you're doing. Uh, just joining us is Derek D.O.A. Allen, and Derek uh, – Derek, the one thing that Derek has in common with all the artists that are on this show 
is he has produced records for each of us. Derek, as a producer of independent artists, what is it that attracts you to an independent artist and make you want to involve yourself with that project? And hello, by the way. Well, um, I, I, you know, independent artists, they're the long shots in the business. And what I mean by that, um, you know, it's different working with the artists, you know, that, that has a budget versus an artist that, that doesn't, that doesn't have the machine. The artist with the machine is highly more likely to, you know, depending on what kind of money, the budget they have, they're highly more likely, likely to get a top 40, top 20, top 10 record with the machine versus an artist that doesn't. They have to do it their way. They have to find other means. But the beautiful thing about that is if an artist, if I'm working with a brand-new artist that's unheard of that doesn't have a machine and they get a number one record, you know, they credit the, the work to the individuals that's involved in the whole thing, the artist, the, the producer, the people who's out in the street hustling, because we are the machine. So now we, we're responsible for breaking a Sean Rayford or, a, you know, a J. King, Bossanova album or Lucky or, you know, Joe Levy or somebody from scratch. So I would prefer that because, you know, if I get a number one record on Joe, you know, it's well, it's Joe. He's, he's going to go number one. And more likely, you get a number one record on Kim, well, you know, it's Kim. He's going to be number one. He's spending $100,000. It's going to be a number one record, top ten record. So, you know, so I, I prefer to uh, – to get a number one record on independent artists because then that increases your value as a producer, artist, your whole team. So that's the way I've always seen it. So if you um, you have four artists or on, on this call right now, Lucky Witherspoon, Sean Rayford, Joe Levy, and, and myself. So mm-hmm. go through each artist and tell me uh, what each artist, what's attractive for you um, as it relates to your work with each artist. And let's start with Lucky Witherspoon. Well, what's attractive? Well, Lucky, what's attractive, uh, most attractive to me about Lucky is the growth because I, I was there as an R&B artist for the birth of Lucky Witherspoon, the R&B artist. When, I, when Lucky came into my life, he was, he was pretty you much You know what? Um, hold on. I'm Derek. Derek, you know what? Yeah. Because I only have one minute for this section, Mike just told me. Okay, what I'm going to do is okay. come back. I'm going to come back to that question in okay. the second half because I think we – Mike, do we have two four-minute sections coming up? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so what we'll do is, um, Derek, we go, I'm going to ask you the same question. We're going to start with the same thing. I'll do Lucky and Sean first and then me and Joe in the second. But you're going to get two four-minute sections to do it, okay? i got to do a break right here. Okay. All right, okay. so um, so you're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King, and we'll be right back. Is that good, Mike? Yeah, that's good. Okay, then I'm going to do – this show is sponsored by Highlands Community Charter School. If you're 22 years or older without a high school diploma, Highlands Community Charter School is where you ought to be. Not only will they help you earn your high school diploma, they'll help you find a career pathway, and it doesn't cost a dime, just time and effort. 916-844-2283 is the number. 916-844-2283. And remember, it's never too late to get your life in order. All right, um. 
Show with KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King. Man, a lot of creativity on this call today. One of my favorite shows is happening right now today because Lucky Witherspoon, Sean Rayford, Joe Levy, and the incomparable Derek D.O.A. Allen are on the show with me today. And we're talking about being independent, the kind of commitment it takes to being independent, and uh, the, the work. Uh, Derek Allen uh, is uh, the one thing he has in common with each of us that are on the phone is he's produced records for each of us and written songs with each of us. And, Derek, I'm going to ask you, um, uh, you know, what is special or attractive to you about each of these artists? And I want to start with Lucky Witherspoon. What do you, what do you find attractive about working with Lucky Witherspoon? Um, what's the win for you? For me, about Lucky, what's what's so special and attractive is that, you know, when I met Lucky, he was, you know, singing hooks on rap records and then rapping on rap records. So he was not predominantly a, a, a rapper back then. But then as time, you know, went on, you know, Lucky would kind of get with me and we would, he would help me develop songs, R&B songs. He would write a bunch of lyrics, but stay away from melody. He write lyrics a day, stay away from melody. So I saw Lucky morph into this guy who took these beautiful lyrics he was writing and turned them into melody form. And I watched him grow, and he stopped being so dependent on me to do everything um, from, from you know, music, melody, and um, and I watch now, and I'm watching him do these records by himself, produce his own self, go in the studio with Brian Porter, do his own background vocals, you know. And I kind of forced him because a couple of times, you know, I rejected going in the studio with him. So now I'm excited about it, man, because I'm watching him turn into this real deal R&B artist that's writing passionate songs. So he's turning all of his history and the history that he wrote in these lyrics that he's that he's got in his archives and he's making them, he's turning them to real records. And me seeing his passion and his growth is what I'm excited and most um, are proud mm-hmm. of when it comes to Lucky Witherspoon, his growth. Okay. Now let me ask you, um, as it relates to Sean Rayford, um, is there a difference in the the relationship and uh, as it relates to you, as from a producer standpoint? And what is, what is it that... Um, draws you to him. Yeah, Sean, the thing that drew me to Sean was his heart. Um, I've been working with Sean now going over six and a half years. And, you know, when I met Sean Rayford, you know, Sean was very green. Sean was um artist that people laughed at, made fun of in the city. Um, but one thing that Sean did that better than everybody that I know, he he outworked everybody. Yeah, Sean would be working at, you know, at, at a baby shower. Sean would be working at the backyard at a kid's birthday party. He'd be working at, you know, convention center. He'd be working out working everybody. And his heart was bigger than everybody's. So when I got with Sean, I said, Sean, hang on for the ride. We the bad news bears because when I started working with Sean, people would come up to me and they couldn't believe that I was working with him. But I saw the fact that he had a big heart, heart of gold. He wasn't afraid to jump off the cliff. I told all those guys to come back and knock on my door in two years because they was knocking on my door, Jay, trying to clown. I said, listen, I know why y'all here. 
Y'all here to, to talk about Sean Rayford and see if it's true. Yes, I'm working with Sean. But my exact words, I said, listen, we the bad news bears right now. But come back in two years and knock on my door. Now, you know what? Five years later, these same jokers is coming knocking on my door trying to get Ray records on Sean Rayford. So Sean is hustle, his heart. He spends his money. He's invest, he invests in his career. Uh, he does the work, and he's grown and doing some amazing things. So I'm really most proud of Sean, probably more than anybody, just simply because the odds that he was facing. Sean being one of the least talented guys in the family, just raised above so many and outshines so many. So I'm really more, I'm really proud of what Sean Rayford is doing. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is Jay King, and we'll be right back. How was that, Mike? Did I get out? Hey, yeah, got it. One more segment. One more. Okay, so so D, D, remember we got four minutes in these segments. Okay, just just be okay. Be aware of that. All right. Got you. You ready, Mike? Okay, you're on. You're tuned into the J. King Show at KVLA Talk 1580. We're going to wrap this thing up. But before we do, we're going to let Derek Allen finish what he, you know, he's worked with all four of the artists that are on today. And so Joe Levy, what is it about Joe Levy uh, that was special for you or that, that was attracted to you, attractive for you as a producer? Well, Joe, when Joe came to me, he was fearful. Um, he lacked courage. He lacked. He doubted himself. And I think it had to do because of it as at, at, the, at his age at the time. Um, I didn't think. I think Joe thought maybe he was too old to do it. But he had, you know, a lot of talent, great voice, um, great songwriter. Um, and when we start morphing songs, developing the songs, I think that his confidence, you know, over the past ten, twelve years, just have just increased and built to where, you know, he's now stretching out on his own two feet. You know, he's he's just doing his thing, and the confidence is there, and he's just turned into be a great artist now. He's a believer. He had, he had the doubt and the trust and the, and the belief in himself is there now 100%. That's what I dig about him now. And last but not least, uh, little old me, what, is it, what was it about me? Because, you know, I remember when we first started working, I said, I sent you some music. I said, I don't really trust people with my music, but I don't have time right. to produce this record. Let me know what you think if you want to work with me. What was it about me that built the relationship that we have now? Well, that's a hard – see, that's a, that's a little – that question goes a little deeper because, yeah, you know, I know the history of Club Nouveau, and, and I know your drive. See, your drive, I think I think if I would have to say anything, Jay, you challenged me. Um, uh, first of all, when you, you know, when you brought me your songs, and I knew you never put your, your babies in the hands of very many people. So by you doing that, and you gained my trust, but you also challenged me as a producer when it came down to the soul for bossa nova, to samba, to the Latin, to the whole style. You know, you brought this style of music that you had in your head that you wanted to do. The problem was I knew it, but I didn't know anything about it. So I had to go and learn and listen to it. You sent me music to listen to, study, I did. And the fact that you trusted me um, to go back and learn it and, and get to know it and be from, you know, familiar with it was was just for me was was awesome but your drive your heart you know i mean yeah everybody knows that i mean you you wear that on your sleeve and on and on your shoulders so i think for years man i've always loved your faith and your belief and your trust 
that you have and always had in yourself. And uh, that's what it takes. You got to believe in you. If you don't believe in you, don't get mad when other people don't. Uh, right. Being independent requires your full commitment to you. And here I am at 61 years old, about to be 62, with a record company that is investing real dollars in my next record, produced with um, Derek Allen, written with Derek Allen. Here I wrote it together. The song is called It's All Right. Saw the video today, sent it to you, D. I hope you look at it. I sent it to you, uh, 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 all you guys. Actually, all you guys have the video, so check it out. My name is Jay King. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, this is the new single from Club Nouveau that we're going to go out on. You'll hear it January 2024 release, and it's all right. <laughs> you tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. How should you someone? Come on. You're broken and you need some love. Yeah. Good, good show, Jay. All right, great. All right, you guys. So, um, so hey, if any of you guys have questions, now is the time. If there's anything that you guys want to add, um, uh, Derek, you guys, this is the time that we can just kind of have an open conversation because Mike will edit this stuff in and put it where he thinks anything that's important. If there's anything, if there's something that you wanted to touch on that I didn't touch on with you, Lucky, you can mention it right now. Oh, no, no. I, I, I love the way the show went, man. It's perfect. Uh, so uh, Mike says, how do I secure my independent music so no one steals my songs? That's a great question, Mike. Um, when you are an independent artist, you have to uh, – when you get ready to release your record, you have to sign up with one of the performing rights organizations, ASCAP, CSAC, or BMI. Now, you can't sign up with them until you're about to release a song. And when you're about to release a song, you send it to them, you tell them the release date, you, you go to ASCAP, CSAC, BMI, you go to their website, you sign up, and now your song is protected as a songwriter and a creator of that for that copyright. Once you are in the studio and you and you mix a record and you get it ready, you got to you know you have to get your um, you have to make sure that you uh, that you fill out your uh, your uh, PA form that you own so that you that you own that master. You go to um, us.gov, I think, or you can find out where. You can just go to Google and find out to register your song, to copyright and trademark your song. It'll tell you where to go. Once that master is on your label, your label owns that master. Anybody that violates that master, they have to come through you if they want to use it. They want to sample it. The master use and the publishing are two different things. Writing and publishing is one thing. Master use is another thing. And, and um, they have to be both be clear that somebody's sampling a record. If you're reinterpreting a record, you just have to, yeah, thank you, Library of Congress copyright form. Thank you, Big Rob. For, um, so, yeah, that's, that's what you do. You go to the Library of Cong Congress. Um, and then I've seen somebody say, can all of you read music? I have m heard many artists say they can. Is there anybody here who reads music? Any of you guys? 
Joe, do you read no. music? I read music. I do read music. I can do that, Sean Rayford? Yes, sir, Sean Rayford. I do read music. Okay. So, uh, so of the four of us, of the five of us, John, Sean Rayford is the only one that reads music because <laughs> I don't. And I don't think Derek does. No, I don't. I don't read music at all. And I, and I don't think Lucky does. I do that. Yeah. So, um, um, is there anything that um, that I should have touched on for you, Sean Rayford, that I didn't? No, sir. I just need to get me a home better than the iPhone 14. Yeah, because that thing is raggedy. <laughs> if we're being honest, um, what about you, Joe? Is there anything that um, um, okay? So Otis says, talk about BMI and ASCAP. Otis, those are just those are writing societies. They're um, they're performing rights organizations as a songwriter and a publisher. In order for you to collect money for for uh, streaming and for radio, you have to be a member of one of those writing societies. If you're not, you can't collect money. So it's not just BMI and ASCAP. It's also CSAC, S-E-S-A-C. I believe DOA is a CSAC writer. Am I correct with that, DOA? Yes. Yes. So CSAC is the youngest of them, I think. Um, and yes. I tried to – and once you, once you get with a writing society, it's hard to leave. It's, they it's make it difficult uh, for you to leave. Yes, yeah, a window. It's a window of time because I was I've been with B, I was with BMI for probably twenty years, and then I switched over to CSAC because I had direct contact, got, uh, uh, a contact with with someone directly in at CSAC. That was Mr. James Leach. So I went over there and been over there ever since. So, hey, Richard, it is difficult. Um, it's, it's a time. It's a time frame where you have to give notice, and it's a window of, of you have to leave. So it is. It's, yeah, it's a very tricky window. I'm a, I'm impressed. Um, CSAC. Oh, and now the mic. Seascape. What's Seascape? Um, oh, CSAC. Okay, I will say what. S. Um, yeah, CSAC. So, um, Joe Levy, is there anything that I didn't touch on that you would like me to touch on for you? No, brother. You you covered the whole thing. It's a great interview. Um, um, Big Rob said now you have MIC. Um, Derek is because Derek was late, and the reason why Derek was late because Derek is a producer, and as a producer, there's always somebody reaching out for him. How did it go with Janice Marie? Doa, Janice Marie from A Taste of Honey, the bass player, songwriter, producer, legendary, and she looks great. She's and she she really took took good care of herself. How did it go with you guys? Yeah, great, great conversation, man. Thanks for for. Uh, orchestrating that conversation, that meeting. It was great. Um, she has a great record that she sent me. I can't wait to hear it. So I'm looking forward yeah. to listening to her new song. Right on it. And so um, the question I'm always asked is what, what does it take to be a successful independent artist? And um, I'm going to tell you the things that I believe you should have in your toolbox if you really want to be a great artist 
that's going to grow. Number one, you have to be dedicated. You have to have dedication to the craft. Uh, that means it's not about the party. It's not about the hangout. It's not about the backstage pass. It's about how much uh, dedication you put into building yourself into an indie artist. And then how consistency, how much consistency uh, it is involved in the dedication. If you're not consistent with your dedication, it doesn't matter. If you can be dedicated for two weeks, I mean, all in, and but then your consistency starts to drop off. That, that can't happen. As an independent artist, you have to be dedicated and consistent. Uh, your creativity has to always be in motion because it's not about creating whole albums anymore. Now it's about creating singles because the world we live in is moving so fast that you don't want to just put an album out anymore as an independent artist. You want to put singles out, and then once you catch on, you can drop an album with those singles plus some new songs, and really, you know, it's like catch that train because it's moving. Uh, ingenuity, it, you know, you have to be innovative and, and interesting in your approach to you and how you're going to connect with an audience and how you're going to find your audience. Don't concern yourself with people that don't like your music. Only concern yourself with the people that love what you do and love those people for loving what you do. Um, be competitive with your music. In other words, uh, don't just take the first thing you – if everything you write you think is great, then um, <laughs> you, uh, you should have your bullshitter alert on at all times because you're bullshitting yourself. <laughs> Nobody writes everything great. Um, and I don't care who you are. So make yourself competitive. Um, me and DOA, we talk about this all the time. I'm always trying to write the right melody and the right lyrics and and in the right place because after doing this for so many years, I recognize how difficult it is to have a hit record. And when you can have one, you're lucky. When you can have more than one, you're blessed. And... Um, and anything after that is God just being good to you on every level possible. You better appreciate it. Uh, create a great stage show. As an independent artist, you want your stage show to be great because you don't have all the bells and whistles that other people have. That's what major labels that are propping them up. So you have to make sure that every time you get on the stage that you're not good, but you're great. And then you have to have an interactive website where people can interact with you, that where your fan base can leave you messages, can, can talk to you, can buy your uh, buy uh, uh, merchandise and, and, and write to you. Have a great plan. And once you write a plan, look at it over and over again. Um, re rewrite it. Once you get past a certain phase, go to the next level. Um, Repetition. Then you got to do all this stuff over and over and over again, and that's how you build a strong uh, a, a fan base. And, and um, as you're building your fan base and you're doing all these things, you should be getting a good understanding of the music business. And while you're getting that understanding of the music business, use your social media because once you start using social media, you're going to understand what apps and tools 
that are out there that can help you promote who you are and what you do on top of all the other things that, that you need. Strong visuals. Make sure that your visuals are strong. Today, um, because of the advent of technology and filters, you can do anything. We just did a video for Club Nouveau uh, on Saturday, and I, I have the video today on Monday. Jay sent the director, and I'm going to play it for you guys before we get out of here. He sent me the video. So I have the Club Nouveau video that I shot on Saturday, today, on Monday. Incredible. Learn how to use um, all the tools and build strong visuals. Believe in you. Believe in you. And, and then the people that believe in you, as you do, will continue to bolster that belief and build that strength. And then do a SWOT analysis on yourself. Every artist should have a SWOT analysis on himself. Your strengths, your weaknesses, your um, obstacles, your threats. And, um, and if you do those things, you will, uh, I promise you, you will build a real career for yourself. The problem is most people are going to listen to this and they're going to say, yeah, 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 but you're not going to do it. So this is where your commitment is going to get tested. And uh, this is where I, I win. This is where I beat most people. I always tell people I'm the least talented person I know. I know very few people that's going to outwork me. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know the people that are going to outwork me because I know how talented I'm not. And so I know how hard I have to work in order for my talent to show through. So with that, I'm going to show you guys. Um, hold on one second. Don't go nowhere, Mike. I got to get my thing. Hold on. With that, Mike, Mike, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, I'm going to show you the new Club Nouveau video. You guys are going to get a chance to see this video that we just shot.
is you're saving up all that money. So now when you get ready to go for radio, not only do you have a fan base and a foundation that nobody can touch, you can now explode. And before you know it, you'll be talking about Lucky Witherspoon. Jay King said that he was going to be as big as Maxwell. Jay King said Joe Levy was uh, – was was Luther level. Jay King said, uh, Sean Rayford's music is so calming and kind to people. That's why they like it. And look at those guys. But it will be because, not just because I said it, but because they did the work that went with what I said. So thank you, Richard Herrera. Thank you, Adele Bernie. Good to see you. Hey, Big Rob, I'm glad you're there. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. And, um, Maybe I'll do another show on the music business and really start breaking this stuff down. Uh, uh, you know, just the marketing and the, the, the maybe that's what we'll do next, Mike. We'll we'll start breaking down some of the um, some of the marketing ideas and stuff into little into little pieces, so people can really grab a hold of it. I think publishing. I think I should really talk about writing and publishing. So, you know, and just really and, and really break down writing and songwriting and publishing and how it works so that – and I think that's what we'll do. We'll just do a series on this, if that's cool. No monkey, not a lock of hair with, with your little freaky ass. Um, all right. So you guys are cool? Everybody happy? Well, is, is there anything you guys want to add to what I just said? Anybody before we go? Oh, no, that was great, Doc. I'm good, Jay. I'm good. Thank you, Jay. I'm good too, you, bro. God bless all you brothers. Yeah. God bless y'all, man. Uh, because one thing about the music business, nobody want to tell you too much. I don't. Oh, if you're around people, if you're around people that want that don't want to tell you too much, don't be around those people. I don't. I don't hang out with people like that. Shit. One. Um, I Joe Levy was um, was telling me about music submit. I said, hey, man, um, um, give me the phone number to music submit. And he gave me the phone number. And then I, he, it was something else that I wanted. He, and then he called me the other day and said, man, um, who did your video? I said, Jay Sint did my video. But he didn't have to ask me for the phone number. I sent it to him. Um, let us know if you plan to sell new CD. Uh, or, yes, I am, uh, Richard. It is going to be on clubnouveau.me. And Nouveau is spelled N-O-U-V-E-A-U. So clubnouveau.me, it will be there. Um, but, don't, you know, don't hang out with people that, that don't want to talk about them or tell you anything, don't want to share with you. I don't have people, um, you don't get to be assy with me. I'm the wrong one. <laughs> you know, uh, but we all, I think all of us here, and anybody that's in my lexicon, good morning, Larry Brooks, I mean, good afternoon, we all share with each other. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in in holding information that I have to me. And that that ain't that ain't that ain't cool. By the way, let me tell you guys something. Andre Simone has a new record coming out, and I'm going to try to get Andre Simone on this show to talk about it. Andre Simone, I, I had um, lunch with him a few weeks ago. That dude looked good, man. He took good care of himself. Uh, he and um, I can't wait. ClubNouveau.me, not in, not in, no, ClubNouveau.me, Mary Esther. But you spell Nouveau right. I'm, I'm impressed with that, Richard. 
You know, black folk would spell a nouveau N-U-V-O. <laughs> no, that's N-O-U-V-E-A-U. <laughs> oh, and also, Richard, you can check out my solo stuff on jayking.me, J-A-Y-K-I-N-G.me. Let's talk about the backstage after parties. Monkey, your nasty ass. I'm not talking about nothing with your nasty ass. It's your little, and I'm going to tell you guys something. Monkey talk all this shit. But I bet you I get, a, I get one of them little girls backstage on his ass getting ready to give him something. He going to run like a dog, like, a, like one of them fairy ass <laughs> dogs with a tail between their legs. All that shit you be talking. Oh, um, Big Rob said MLC research it. What's MLC, Big Rob? Hey, Mike, did you know that on oh, Kings in the Morning, do you know that we um we looked up the word peckerwood and what it originated from? Oh, you did? Yeah. The word peckerwood, the word peckerwood originated as an African-American slang term for woodpecker in the 1800s. But the early 1900s began to be applied as a racial epithet against white people with a meaning similar to the term white trash. In the second half of the 20th century, in prison environments in Texas, California, and possibly elsewhere, the word peckerwood, originally used to refer to white prisoners, generally began to develop a more specific association with members of the racist prison gangs and cliques as well as their associates and hangers-on. This association is strongest in California and Texas, and fairly strong across the West and South in general, but less common in the Midwest and Northeast. In California, the term spread from prison to the streets in the form of so-called peckerwood gangs, white gangs that mix elements of street gangs, prison gangs, and racist skinhead gangs. Their white supremacy is more often crude than sophisticated and they have a high association with traditional criminal activities such as drugs. They tend to organize geographically, such as San Fernando Valley Peckerwoods, Inlet Empire Peckerwoods, High Desert Peckerwoods, etc. Club Nouveau, J King, J A Y K I N G dot M E. Um, um, J King. J-A-Y-K-I-N-G dot M-E, Richard. K-I-N-G. Oh. MLC. Okay, I got to check MLC out. Um, John Beckman said, don't do drugs and don't be a peckerwood. Somebody has a real peckerwood to be called a peckerwood. Well, when, you know, when, you know, some white folks, you know, they act like peckerwoods. So that's so they they did call that. Were they proud to be a peckerwood? I mean, is it like a badge of honor? No, being a peckerwood means you got some racism on you, Mike. Why do you want to be a peckerwood? Wait. Oh. Do you want to be a peckerwood? Huh? No, no, no. I'm okay. All right. Well, I mean, if you race, if you a peckerwood, it's because you got some racism on you. But it started in the black community, though, right? And well. It originated no in the in the African American community. It was a term for woodpeckers in the 1800s, but by the 1900s, it started to be applied as a racial epithet, probably because y'all was being pecker woods. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. 
Yeah, so you guys can listen to Kings in the Morning. If you haven't listened to Kings in the Morning, we're on from 8 to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here uh, on, on, uh, on these two. Yeah, uh, both of them. Yep, you can get CDs at both places, Richard. Uh, you can check out Kings in the Morning. It's a crazy show, and we do things like um, like we know when this first, the word motherfucker started and all that stuff. Mike, you can be a wood of the pecker. John Beckman says you can be a wood of the pecker. John Beckman, don't try to make Mike anything uh, anything like you. Don't don't make don't make your bigger trees his. All right, you guys. Um, all right, so. I will. Um, I'm going to check out MLC, um, Music Licensing Collective. They distribute digital, audio, mechanical. Okay. So um, I wonder if um, Sound Exchange and MLC are the same thing. Uh, are, are they collecting different royalties? Big Rob, you would know that. If Sound Exchange and MLC collecting the same type of royalties, or are they collecting different digital royalties? Yeah. All right, you guys. That's it, Mike. We're good. Yep, got it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we research. Um, yeah, we researched motherfucker um, where the word motherfucker started at, and it was in 1895. Oldest that it was first used, um, and where a guy in in uh, <laughs> in court said the word. It's a different royalty. Okay, thank you, though, Smooth. I'm going to check it out. But um, we uh, we do a lot of different things on Kings in the Morning that are very interesting, a lot of different words. Like we know if you got boogers in your nose, that's a good thing. If you don't have boogers, if you don't get boogers in your nose, your nose might be sicker than you think it is. Boogers mean something. And then based on what kind of boogers, it means something else. So just, just know that, too. We also, um, so we, we do some very interesting things on that show. Hey, Jeff Carlin. Hey, Jeff, you want to, Jeff, um, Jeff, hold on, hold on. Thank you. Hey, Jeff, do you want a blue one and a black one, or do you want two, do you want two black ones? Do you want a blue one, a blue one of these and a black one and and, and Jeff so Jeff they made pants with yours so if you don't want them I'll sell them to somebody else but they sent you pants too they sent you the pants and the and the thing so you got so let, I'll call you afterwards. You tell me. But these are the Club Nouveau sweatsuits, y'all. This is the blue one, uh, and that's with the um, the largest. I I I got three X and four X. I'm gonna show you guys Fred. <laughs> I show y'all what a three X look like. This is Fred. That's and uh, 
This is 3X pen. So they, you know, the just pants say pink. <laughs> no, just pants don't say pink on their ass, John Deckman. But look at that. This is Fred. Look how big. Look how big these pants are. <laughs> that is a shower curtain. So, uh, so Jeff, I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you because um, if you want the whole set, yeah, um, they have them. They 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 made the whole set for you. Anyway, um, um, so Dale Burton, that's what the three X look like. Do you want a three X or a two X? All right, you guys, we're out of here. Hey, I'm Sean. You and Joe, thank you guys for hanging out. Appreciate thank you, you sir. Thank you, Doc. All right. All right. Bye-bye.